Ladies and gentlemen, oh my goodness, it's been a while. Episode, what episode is this? Five? Yeah, episode five of the Everest podcast. What happened? How's your life been a, a void of nothingness since I've been gone? Well, I hope so, because, you know, without your, without your favorite podcast, without the greatest podcast on the land, I'd be kind of sad too. Where you been? What have you been doing? I know you're probably asking the same thing from me. Oh, I've been doing a lot of things. Just being super busy, too busy to, to put out a podcast, but not anymore. It's over. The drought has ended. I'm back. <laughs> well, I have missed so much, so many topics. Um, let's see. What's what's one of the topics that I've missed? Well, uh you go to, to WWE, there's the Royal Rumble and the Elimination Chamber. Missed both of those. Uh, I did watch the Royal Rumble, and I was very, I was not very happy with it. It was, it was terrible. It was a lame show. Um, let's see. I mean, I knew that I had I had Brock Lesnar being in my picks um, for who was going to win. I had him picked from the day of. And then I had no idea uh, Ronda Rousey was going to come back. That was, that was pretty cool. Um, although I had seen something about that on the internet. Oh, and then, let's see, um, going to over to the video games, let's see, Apex, Apex Legends, uh, dropped their new Season 12, and, uh, eh, I mean, I, I, I play Apex pretty often, I'm not crazy about it, the Legend, the new Legend, uh, if, if you, if you play Apex, you'll know what I'm talking about, if you don't, uh, the new Legend, Mad Maggie, she is garbage, no, she's, she's trash. She's absolutely trash. Set that trash on fire, and you've got Mad Maggie. Um, let's see. There was Elimination Chamber. Um, Brock took the title back. Uh, this is WWE. Elimination Chamber. Uh, Brock took the title back. Um, stole it from Flashly. Uh, what else happened? I don't think anything else really substantial happened. Eh, I didn't watch it. Um... On a, on a much lesser note, the Super Bowl, you know, that wasn't there too. Nothing really. No, I'm kidding. Um, I missed the Super Bowl. I did watch it too. Uh, I didn't talk about it. Um, I, I find it kind of funny because right after the Super Bowl, um, they they like they tried to put Olympic ice skating in there, and it just didn't work. That's like that's like following WrestleMania with the Tony Awards. It just it's like trying to get football football fans to stick around. It's like if you if you like football, stick around for the exact opposite. <laughs> um, you know, one thing that was kind of cool is after they won the Super Bowl, after the Rams won the Super Bowl, um, safety, Ram safety, Taylor Rapp, uh, proposed to his girlfriend on field, which was kind of cool. Um, although can you imagine if she would have said no, that would have been a real, real bummer. Um, let's see, one of the, one of the player's wife, um, wives had a, uh, <laughs> one of the player's wives, um, one of the players' wife had a child right after the Super Bowl, and uh, and they had a boy, and uh, she wouldn't tell him that he she was in labor midway through the game. She didn't want to distract him from the Super Bowl. And speaking of uh, youngster, um, Sean McVay is now the youngest coach to have ever won a Super Bowl. Um, I don't know if it'll ever be topped, but you could really tell at the uh, at the press conference that he was letting his enthusiasm shine through. Let's take a listen. 
much I love this group. They play for one another. There's something really powerful about being a, being a part of something bigger than yourself. You can see that the way these guys competed. Love these players, love these coaches. They're world champs. Excuse the sitcom noises. <laughs> I saw that on TV and I thought it was absolutely amazing. Man, he's a child. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, back to the Super Bowl. Halftime show was was pretty cool. Um, you know it's good when uh, your mom asks every 45 seconds, who is that guy? Who is that guy? Uh, statistics show that um, 67% of Americans bought at least one piece of jewelry after seeing Snoop Dogg wearing his chain. I guess everyone wants to be like Snoop. I want to be just like Snoop. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, let's see. New York Times headline says Snoop smokes weed before halftime show. No surprise there. He smokes weed before everything. Snoop Dogg smokes weed before smoking weed. He smokes weed just for fun. Um, L.A. sure was hype after that win. Uh, the Super Bowl. Um, the LAPD had to put out a tweet saying that everyone needed to celebrate responsibly. And, you know, not to let anything tarnish the Super Bowl win. Um, I don't think you'll get any trouble out of people that follow the LAPD on Twitter. <laughs> uh, however, a couple buses did get vandalized and a jewelry shop was looted. But here's the thing. If a jewelry shop was looted, that's not stealing. That's last minute shopping for Valentine's Day, which was the day after. Oh, goodness. Uh, well, following more recent news, um, turns out a, uh, a while ago they had to postpone a few events of the Olympics due to snow. Um, turns out they were using artificial snow this whole time. And yes, snow stopping the Winter Olympics. It's like water stopping a swim meet. It just doesn't make sense. Um, well, unfortunately, a war has broke out in Eastern Europe. Uh, tragedy is happening right before our eyes. And even the Taliban is pushing for peace. Yeah, they let out a statement saying both sides need need to desist from taking action that leads to violence. You know it's bad whenever the Taliban says, whoa, let's dial it down a notch. Eek, I don't even want to be around there if the Taliban's saying, let's, keep, let's take a quick pause. But anyway, where's my music? There it is. I'm glad, I'm glad the music's back. I've missed this. So, here's the thing. I'll be honest. I couldn't come up with a ton for today. Uh, for today's topic, that's new music. That's freaky. Huh, kind of like it. Anyway, I couldn't come up with uh, I couldn't come up with any topics. Here's what I'm gonna do. I uh, I found this little thing called a a, uh, a random topic generator, and because you enjoy listening to my stupidity of random topics, um, I was gonna go through and give you my opinion on uh, a couple of these things off of the random topic generator. Because why not? Don't you just want to hear about random topics for 30 minutes? I know I do. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay, topic number one. That music is too loud. Topic number one. <laughs> profound mental retardation. Topic number two. <laughs> history. History is historic. Uh, seesaws. Well, I don't think I've ever been on a seesaw. If I'm being honest. I've never been on a seesaw. This is like one of the things that separates me from 98% of other Americans. Is that I don't think I've ever been on a seesaw. Um, what is this music? It's fading out like crazy. Anyway, um, next topic is wrestling. We've already covered that. Next topic, society. Not covering that one. That's controversial. I'll get canceled. Software engineering. No clue anything about software engineering. What's the next topic? Blacksmiths. Blacksmiths. Uh, well, 
My brother was a blacksmith for a while. So, I mean, I guess they're pretty cool. Group psychology is psychological. Soccer. Okay, I have, I just, I just thought of something. Cristiano Ronaldo. What number is he? Seven? Anyway, he plays for... Last time I saw he was playing for Juventus, but I don't think he plays for him anymore. Is he gay? And the only reason I ask is because I once saw a headline about him with a Hungarian kickboxer. <laughs> oh man, nothing is worse than libel with for about you with a with a Hungarian kickboxer. Um, but is he gay? I know he has a kid, but I don't I don't know if he's gay now. Hmm, made me think. Hey, another reason to go for Lionel Messi. Uh, next next topic is computer science, it's scientific. That's what I'm gonna do for topics that I have no clue what I'm what I'm talking about is uh they're scientific personality disorders i have nothing to say for that why is that in a random topic generated? um and music psychotherapy i mean i love music i listen to, i listen to too much music and which by the way this brought up a, a topic that could be today's topic um if if uh let me just let me just do some searching if it works and this will be today's topic um what are the best rock songs of all time? I was thinking about doing this. Um, we're gonna cover uh, just a just a couple um, today, and this is on Amazon Music Unlimited. Uh, what are the greatest rock songs of all time, or not? It's asking me for login information. Let's keep scrolling. Five hundred greatest rock songs of all time. Here's what we're gonna do, okay? To lure you in, we're gonna go over the top fifteen greatest rock songs of all time, and if they suck, then we're done. I'm, I don't. I don't want to. I want to cover things that suck. So here's what we're gonna do, okay? So whenever, whenever March Madness rolls around, I'm gonna get me and uh, and a couple friends to. We're gonna go over. Um, we're going to go over the greatest rock songs of all time from March Madness, and it's gonna be a bracket. You know, we're not gonna have any blank spaces. There's gonna be. It's gonna be uh, three of us for no two-way ties, but. Um, but we're, we're gonna find out what is the greatest rock song of all time. And good gosh, there's so many. I guess I shouldn't have clicked on 500. Goodness. I know what, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scroll. I'm gonna go back, find something that's not as... Goodness. I was like, my computer's lagging so bad. Mercy. Oh wait, just keep scrolling down. Okay. I'm still in the 400s. I, I don't even, do, do I even know 500 rock songs? I don't think so. You know what, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find a different thing. Let's see, the greatest, and this uh, this bracket's gonna come up, this could be for anything. We could do it for movies, we could do it for uh, music, which is what I'm doing right now. What is the greatest rock song of all time? Let's see, I'm not going back to Rolling Stone. 31 best classic rock songs ever made. There we go, I don't have to scroll so far down. Let's see. All right, we're gonna go over the top 15 uh, greatest rock songs of all time. Let's see, okay, hey, there's one. Number 15, Whole Lot of Love by Led Zeppelin. Now, I don't listen to Led Zeppelin. I probably should, because they're like a classic rock band, but I just, I'm not crazy about Led Zeppelin. I mean, John Bonham is a magnificent drummer. 
he has his own triplets on drumming for those musicians out there. But I don't like Led Zeppelin. I just don't listen to him. So, hey, 70s were a great year for Led Zeppelin. Um, uh, they achieved, you know, world-renowned fame. Their compositions were great, and they brought a whole new meaning to, like, the rock blues kind of stuff. Um, the band works together with an excellent coordination in syncing um, the different roles to produce great tracks. Um, it'll be a long time before Led Zeppelin gets forgotten, before Lil Nas X can come out with another song that makes everyone forget uh, the great artists. Now, number 14, Under Pressure by Queen and David Bowie. I love this song. Um, you know, this is this is a great song. Rip, David Bowie, and Freddie Mercury. Now, how many members of Queen are dead? Because I saw this frontman thing with most of the members of, um, members of Queen. How many members of Queen are still alive? Three. Let's see, how many were there in the first place? Uh, I guess there was only four. Well, everybody's still alive except Freddie Mercury. Um, you can feel the pressure coming from the song when you listen to it. It's either their way or the highway. Uh, the lyrics expound on how stress can ruin lives, but as usual, love is the answer. The bass line gives the song a powerful effect, making it great to listen to. I agree, I love that song. And I'm pretty sure that was a sample for Ice Ice Baby, another huge song in the 90s. Um, now, number 13, Just What I Needed by The Cars. No, I don't know that song. I've never listened to that song before. Um... Hmm. It says it's something you'll enjoy listening to and singing along to. No. It says, you can't deny this is a catchy song, though the lyrics give a weird sense of humor. The good thing is that it is all fiction. <laughs> so here's what I want to know. What are you talking about that makes everyone rejoice that your song is fiction? Hmm. Probably a good thing I don't listen to that. Um, oh, hey, number 12, another Led Zeppelin song. Now, this this probably should be higher on the list. Um, Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. Uh, turns out the band's intention was for the song to be seen as comic, uh, but they forgot one thing. They always came out as a serious band. Their fans took the narrative of their adventures on the road, and people assumed it to be like the Vikings fighting the hordes. This is a strong song with great deeds. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm reading the little, the little clip they have at the bottom um, of all these songs. I love Immigrant Song, it's so good. Now, I said I don't listen to Led Zeppelin. I haven't listened to Led Zeppelin in a long time. I used to uh, when I was younger, but I haven't listened to them in forever. Um, hey, number 11, it's Tom Sawyer by Rush. Now, we're talking about another great band. Rest in peace, Neil Peart, the drummer. Peart, I'm gonna go on a rant about this if someone keeps mispronouncing his name. It is Peart, not Pert, not Peart, not Pear, Peart. Please get it right, people. You don't know how many people I've heard that are like, oh yeah, that Rush band, the drummer, Neil Peart, Neil, no, not Neil Peart, Neil Parrot, Neil Parrot, who's Parrot? No one has a Parrot in Rush, okay? Um, now, uh, Tom Sawyer, these are all great songs, by the way. Uh, Tom Sawyer by Rush. The lyrics are based on a character in Mark Twain's novel, uh, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. But wow, I'm so shocked. The song has been a hit and used on a couple of TV shows and cartoons. It is by far the band's most famous song. Now, go back to a couple of TV shows and cartoons. Immigrant Song was used in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, was it Thor Ragnarok? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, it's not how it goes. You don't want me to start singing. It'll be bad. 
Um, it is by far the band's most famous song. Is it? Yeah, I, I guess it would be. That's probably my. That's probably that's probably one of my favorites. Now, this next one comes in at number ten, which, according to Spotify, I don't know how many streams this has on Spotify, but I would say this comes in even higher at the list just because of the amazing guitar. Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. Now, don't get me started on Guns N' Roses. I love Guns N' Roses. Goodness gracious. Slash. Mm, amazing guitar player. But how does that come in at number 10? Um, despite the open, opening riff being a warm-up. I didn't know that. Uh, despite the opening riff being a warm-up, Axl Rose, the lead singer, loved it so much that they incorporated it into the song. Um, the song is best played loud, and you can scream or sing along. The song hit number one on the chart list in 1988. The, the lyrics came from a poem. Now, I did know when they came out with this, the band was actually staying in a storage unit. And Slash, uh, that's the lead guitarist, was just playing around. That's what, I, yeah, I did too know that. That's why it says the opening riff is just a warm-up. Um, and then Axl Rose just went up and started uh, started writing lyrics. So, number nine. What is number nine? Uh, you Shook Me All Night Long. It says You Shook Me All Night by ACDC. Isn't the song called Shook Me All Night Long? Not You Shook Me All Night. Hmm. Um, it's okay. I don't listen to ACDC. Um, they wanted their listeners to hear all about the best women they have ever seen, and they did so loudly. Very loudly. The song's very loud. Um, if you ever go to events and hear it played over a speaker, it's very loud. Uh, this is the first single featuring Brian, uh, which I assume is the lead singer, uh, who replaced Bond. Um, it made for a remarkable comeback since they had to move on and keep going after Bond's death. Who's Bond? Time out. I need to go back. Who is Bond in ACDC? Who is Bond? Bon Scott, he was apparently the singer. ACDC and the anti-Christian devil children. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, number eight. Let's see. What is it? Rock You Like a Hurricane by the Scorpions? No. No, it's not. That's not even in the top 20. If you're looking, and this is what the thing says, if you're looking for something loud and energetic, then this is the right song for you. It has powerful vocals, and you can headbang to it. It makes for a perfect rock anthem. This track is ideal for getting your energy levels up the roof. No, it's not. It's a song. It's not that great of a song. The only reason I really know this song is because it used to be in this hockey game that I played, and that was the only way I ever heard that song. <sighs> I don't like this song. I don't like it at all, to be to be honest. Um, Let's see, number seven. Another Brick on the Wall, Part 2, by Pink Floyd. Um, another band that I don't listen to that I probably should listen to is Pink Floyd. Um, the message of the song is straightforward and doesn't sit well with most people. However, the reality of life is to live your own life the way you want. Don't allow anyone to control your thoughts. Be your person. Um, this song is a masterpiece from the beats, vocals, and lyrics. I don't agree with any of that. <laughs> How does it not sit well with most people? I mean, yeah, well, the, the reality of life is to live the way you want, I'll say that. That's what most people think, but... Hmm, I guess it's the... I don't remember what this song's about. Hang on, go to Google. What is another brick in the wall about? 
Um, let's see. He's saying that the authority, he's saying that authority figures are the people's bricks in the walls. The deep meaning of the song is that the teacher actually represents the government and the students are people. The government doesn't let people do what they want and the government wants to control everyone. I will get canceled if I continue on this. So, no, I'm kidding. Uh, hmm. Well, I guess that's why the song is not very, doesn't sit well with most people. Um, number seven, or, oops, I'm sorry, number six is Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Now, Queen, I'm telling you, has some bangers uh, song-wise. Bohemian Rhapsody is an odd one, but it's one of the best. Um, it is a combination of three pieces that Freddie Mercury put together. The band did a great job making this masterpiece. Oh, goodness, I'm yawning. Ugh. The band did a great job making this masterpiece, and as their norm, the listener is free to interpret the song in their way. Bear in mind that there was much speculation behind the song since some of its contents are found in the, in the, I don't know how to pronounce that, but okay, Quran. <laughs> it doesn't matter though, it's excellent to listen to. Um, now if I'm, if I'm recalling things correctly, uh, this song came out in like the 70s and only got popular 20 years later in the 90s. Huh, kind of suspicious. Number five, uh, I agree with this. Purple Haze by Jimi Hendrix, uh, arguably one of the greatest guitar players of all time. If you can't tell by now, I play guitar. Um, so I, I love guitars. Jimi Hendrix is an amazing guitarist with his introduction triads. I think he's the greatest guitarist of all time. Him or, um, I don't know, there are a lot of people that, that don't get credit for being good at guitar. Um, let's see. This was a 60s dream hit. Uh, you have to love Jimi Hendrix's faith because even in dreams, he still believes Jesus saved him. A Purple Haze dream inspired the song that he had. His superb guitar skills were all he needed to make the strong sounds that make the song great. You will realize that the dream was an excellent experience for Jimi since he came up with a classic hit. Oof. Now, Jimi Hayes, I mean, Jimi Hayes, Jimi Hendrix made the national anthem just absolutely explode with his cover of it at Woodstock. I think that's cool. Now, number four, uh, Roadhouse Blues by The Doors. Um, I don't listen to The Doors at all. Um, hmm, let's see. This is a great song to listen to when you're driving, apparently. I don't listen to this song, so I've never heard it before. Uh, remember, apparently in the song, a drunk is telling you to keep your eyes on the road, which is a great safety tip, by the way. Uh, if you can't listen to Sober Minds, then a drunk one will do. The tunes of this song will give you a great company as you sing along. In the book, Light My Fire, they state that this song is about Morrison waking up after nearly three weeks of drug-induced sleep. Good gosh. He was shocked to find out he had a beard when he woke up, and this made him realize how long he must have been out for this to happen. Morrison may have allegedly used beer sometimes when singing the song due to this incident with Cooper. Huh. That's weird. All right, top three. Mm, I don't agree with this. Number three. Okay, the third greatest rock song of all time. I'll give you. I'll give you ten seconds to think of it. Go. Thumbs up. What'd you get? I bet you didn't get "Comfortably Numb" by Pink Floyd. Huh. Uh, again, I don't listen to Pink Floyd. This song gives a relaxing feeling, so this is your choice if you want to chill out with some slow music. No one wants to listen to slow music if you're listening to rock and roll, unless it's Bon Jovi. 
I love Bon Jovi. Now, how did that not make the list? Um, now, I don't want to listen to slow music if I'm listening to the third greatest rock song of all time. Uh, it's like Floyd's quest for calmness after a raging storm. The vocals are top-notch and it has one of the best guitar solos in classic rock. It is not your traditional fast tempo kind of song and lacks the typical screaming and shouting, but you will love it regardless. And this is the podcast place that I have to listen. Pink Floyd songs! Ugh! I don't like that they put number, the third greatest rock song of all time as comfortably known. No, that, that can't be right. Number two. Oh my word, this is the most ridiculous thing ever. The second greatest rock song of all time is Smoke on the Water by Deep Purple. Nah, that can't be right. No way. This song was inspired by an actual fire when the band was about to record their album. This song narrates their experience during the incident. Oh, goodness, excuse me. Uh, The beats and chords make it memorable, not to mention the raspy vocals. Who knew a casino fire would be responsible for giving out one of the greatest hits in classical rock? This band, this music has a lot of cool retro vibes to it, which you're sure, which you're sure to recognize when you play it. Or if you go to the right guitar store, you'll be sure to recognize it when they ban you for playing in store. This is the easiest riff, guitar riff to play, and nobody likes it when you play it. The number one greatest guitar song of all, great uh, not greatest guitar song, the number one greatest rock song of all time, according to MusicGrotto.com/dex-classic-rock/songs/slash is I now now let me just put my opinions I don't I don't agree that it's the greatest rock song of all time but it's definitely not the worst Baba O'Reilly by the Who now this is weird okay if something needs your attention you should attend to it first before listening to this song the song will have you hooked from the beginning to end a violin solo gives you a reviving effect as you catch your breath ready again for the guitar's thunder the Who's Meher what? The Who's Meher Baba is responsible for the first part of the title. It was Pete's way of recognizing his spiritual guru. Baba O'Reilly has an energetic and dynamic sound. It is a fusion of rock, folk, and roots music with a touch of jazz. No. This is lies. This is not accurate. It can't be. This like, There's no way that that's the number one song of all time in rock and roll. Oh, goodness. So now all we get to do is go over <laughs> controversial music list um, for for a while now. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It. What makes you think that Smoke on the Water is the second greatest rock song of all time? That can't. That can't be about it. That can't be true. Hmm. Well... I guess that's about all we're going to do for today. <laughs> Quite a depressing ending. Let me just see. Hang on. If I, if I go on, if I go on, um, if I go on Google and type in the greatest rock song of all time, this is what pulls up. Oh my gosh. This is Smoke on the Water, Freebird. Uh, I Can't Get No Satisfaction About Stones, Comfortably Numb, Bohemian Rhapsody, You Really Got Me by The Kinks. That's not great. Cashmere by Led Zeppelin, Baba O'Reilly by The Who, Whole Lot of Love by Led Zeppelin. Uh, I think this is off of the um, Rolling Stone thing with 500 or whatever. Uh, Stairway to Heaven, Born to Be Wild, Layla, Like a Rolling Stone, Shook Me All Night Long, Purple Haze, Don't Fear the Reaper, blah, blah, blah. Okay, 
I'm a little bit happier at that. Oh, that scared me. I thought I was really gonna have to leave Baba O'Reilly as the greatest rock song of all time. But let me just say, if you're dedicated to put together a list, then by all means, put together a list, but maybe just make it a little bit less controversial. Hey, that's just me. But anyway, I am so glad to be back. I'm so glad that the Everest podcast is back up on the ground and back up and running, running wild like the Ultimate Warrior. Back to WWE. No, I'm kidding. I'm so glad that I'm back. But hey, click that little bell. Hit follow right now because this is the greatest podcast to ever hit the earth. Now, please tune in for next week's. No, not next week. Tune in for the next episode, whatever it might be. I haven't figured out the concept yet, but hey. You know, you'll get your your daily dose of stupidity by listening to this podcast. So, hey, y'all tune in, and I will see you in episode six. Later, guys.